All right, everybody, let's do this thing. It is Friday morning, February 11th. And of course, the all important, all encompassing Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. And uh, may your team win, go Bengals. But we have more important things, more eternal things to attend to this morning. Um, we are wrapping up our discussions on Romans chapter six. So for the whole course of this week, we've been kind of digging really deeply into this idea of trying to understand the relationship between faith and works. Because Paul has, has told us so clearly in Romans 6 that we are now no longer slaves to sin. We are slaves to Christ. We are slaves to righteousness. And this, no, this does not, of course, give us license to sin, that grace may, be, may abound, Paul says, may it never be. Um, he, in fact, exhorts us to continued obedience. And what we've been really trying to understand is how do we relate those two things? How do we, we relate faith and works or um, the fact that we're, that we're justified by faith, um, but yet, Paul, uh, the writer of Hebrews tells us, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians 6, the, the immoral, right, um, will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so how do we hold these two things in tension. And so we've been all over the place, right? We've been looking at uh, 1 Corinthians 3. We looked at um, Galatians 2 and James chapter 2, try to try to parcel out the relationship between faith and works. And um, that's kind of the track we've, we've been on. I want to address one final um, misunderstanding, I think, that can happen as a result of of misapplying or misunderstanding what Paul is talking about here. And it's related to this idea of perfectionism um, or, or, or better stated, the idea that through progressive sanctification, we at some point in our life by the grace of God can be free of sin. And now that may not be um, such a such an error that is most common um, culturally today. We know this experientially, anecdotally, but in different seasons of the life and history of the church, this very much has been a point of discussion, a topic where, um, and again, there's been these swings in church history where it went from sort of this antinomian, anti-law, it doesn't matter how we live, um, obedience is not important, where the pendulum then swings, where, where we, we say, no, obedience is very important. And it's so important that that God intends for us to be on a track where not only are we becoming a dead ascent in our life to righteousness, but we can do that in some sort of ultimately perfected way. And I just want to read one verse from the end of Romans 6 here to talk about why I don't think this is the case. And in other words, not just refuting that anecdotally, okay, but really looking to scripture to say, why is that not the case? So, so Romans 6, 23, super familiar verse says for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And on one level, what one way to interpret this, and I think it's, it's certainly a correct way is to say that everyone who dies with sins that are unforgiven um, experiences not just a physical death, but in fact, a spiritual death. 
um, eternal separation from God in hell, away from him, away from his presence. But that those who have trusted in Jesus Christ, um, while they may die, ultimately have eternal life in him. And certainly, I think that's, that's very much what's in view in this passage. But I think there's also something else here. And it's a reminder that this verse is true um, even for Christians, okay? Particularly the first part of this verse, where it says, for the wages of sin is death. Now, the word Paul uses wages, it literally means payment for a job, payment for work completed. And some would would look at this and say, well, certainly um, we know that believers sin, okay, but but the payment for that, okay, death is something we've been rescued from um, because of the death of Jesus. But the reality is, is that yes, our souls have been rescued, but the reality is that even in this life and this season, believers still experience the consequence of sin. S believers still experience the consequence of disobedience. And that regardless of how much we grow in righteousness, the reason that we know we cannot attain perfection in this life is because we still die. So, so even if we have been rescued, our soul's been rescued, our sins forgiven, we have eternal life that awaits, the reality is that every single one of us, unless Jesus returns, will face death. And, and the reason we'll face death is that we no longer, we, we cannot attain to perfection. Um, we, we, we have the sins of our past, we have the sins of our present, we have the sins of our future, and all of these render a verdict that even while Jesus rescues this, this soul, that we're going to be saved by grace, that we're going to be raised to newness of life, we're going to be given a new body, the reality is we still live in a broken world. We are still broken and sinful people, and because of that, our sin still earns a wage, and that wage is going to be a physical death. And I was just thinking about this, particularly as it relates to this season at Four Oaks. Um, this just seems to be a season where there has been an, an inordinate amount of suffering, an inordinate amount of sickness, an inordinate amount of death, where we've had um, many saints um, in 2021 go to be with the Lord. Um, we have some saints at Four Oaks who were in the hospital right now, who are ill, who are fighting for their lives, um, who are who are battling that curse of of sin and death. Um, some of you have 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 heard that that my my own father, okay, who is a strong believer, um, has been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, and he has a a, a long road in front of him, and. I say all that to remind us of the sobering reality that we still live in a fallen, broken world. Um, all of us minister and serve and live and breathe and relate under this specter of death. And what I think Paul is, is doing here is that he's preparing us by, by giving us this verse for what he's going to talk about in Romans 7 where Paul is going to depict in a very real way 
the ongoing struggle with sin that even believers have. And chapter 7 is one of the most controversial chapters um, in all of the scriptures, and we're going to jump into it this week at Four Oaks. But some, in thinking about this, um, this idea that we can obtain perfection or that we can somehow escape death or that we can somehow grow out of sin, the reality is that Romans 7 just tells us it is not to be so, right? Um, this is why Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, outwardly we are wasting away, and we know that's true. We, if, if we don't admit it theologically, we, we, we know it experientially, but it's outwardly we are wasting away, Paul says, but inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For Christ in us is working a hope of glory. God, Christ is working in us to produce a hope that will far outweigh anything that this life has to offer. That's why Paul ends that passage by saying, fix your eyes not on what is seen, because what is seen is temporary, including the body, okay, our, our, our fallen bodies, but, but fix your eyes on what is unseen, because what is unseen is eternal. And so we, we end a chapter like Romans 6 simultaneously weeping and rejoicing. We, we do weep because of sin's ongoing influence, sin's ongoing impact, sin's ongoing curse, and the fact that death is coming for all of us. Um, but we are rejoicing because we know that's not the final word for the believer. The final word for the believer is that we have the free gift of God, eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. And so whatever you're walking through this season, whatever suffering God has brought into your life, um, whatever illness or death that sort of looms in your life or for those that are close to you, be encouraged, saints, that Jesus, through him, we are promised not only an abundant life, but an eternal life. And it's to this that we place our hope. So be encouraged with that. It's been great being in Romans 6. We'll be back here first thing Monday morning in Romans 7. But for now, let me pray for us, commit our weekend to the Lord. Heavenly Father, Romans 6, this last verse, it's a sobering reality. It's something that we are sorrowful over and we mourn and lament. But Lord, it is also a glorious reality that your gift to us, even though we earned and deserve death. Your gift to us is eternal life. And Lord, we thank you um, for that amazing promise. We place our hope in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks, everybody. Have a great weekend.